Just hear those sleigh bells ring-a-ling, jing-ting-ting-a-ling, too. Come on, it's lovely weather to rank Beatles together with you. Oh. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Happy holidays in May. It's a little bit of a, you know, they always do like sales that are like Christmas in July. Right. We're bringing you a little holiday spirit at the end of May. Is, is Christmas time here again? Apparently, that is here. It is here, and it is only here. Wah, wah. Only here on Ranking the Beatles. Welcome, everybody. Episode 49 of Ranking the Beatles, the podcast that dares to do uh, the thing that no other podcast would do, except for the other podcasts that do the same thing as us. <laughs> um, if this is your first time here, uh, we, at the start of last year's quarantine, ranked 223 songs. Not we. You. I. Yeah. Uh, ranked 223 songs recorded by the Beatles uh, from least favorite to most favorite. And we've been dropping a new one every week telling you why I have it ranked where I do with a different guest. Sometimes they tell me I'm right. Sometimes they tell me I'm way off. More often than not, they kind of disagree. But it's all for fun. But if this is your first time with us or you kind of have jumped in in the middle because we've been going for about a year, um, right when we started this project, another podcast got in touch with us that had also just started a similar project approaching from a slightly different angle, whereas we're working off of this list of least favorite to most favorite. They pick a different song each episode. And just willy-nilly rank it wherever yeah, they want. Yeah, wherever they think it should be in the final rankings. But the caveat, my friends is they do it while getting drunk. And it's super duper fun. Um, one of the funnest uh, things about doing this podcast, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago, um, is the friends we've made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've gotten to be good friends with these folks uh, and lots of other Beatles podcasts that uh, ha are have been going for a while or are new and part of this kind of COVID-induced uh, podcast, podcast frenzy. I would call it a podcast frenzy. It's a podcast frenzy. <laughs> I like that. I one. don't know. Well I don't know why that happened. I'm sorry. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> anywho. It's like a montage song. <laughs> Gonna out. need a podcast frenzy. Yeah. There's like a montage of all the people starting podcasts during <laughs> the pandemic. Buying microphones, returning microphones. How does this microphone work? <laughs> yeah. That uh, that's accurate yeah. I, for us. <laughs> it took a minute. Definitely got um, it sorted. Though I don't know if that's accurate for anyone else. I think it's pretty common. I I would not be surprised. Yeah, but I like your microphone. I like my microphone too. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> I think it's very cute on you. Aw, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Maybe someone will comment on my sultry voice. No, I don't Ooh. have a sultry voice. You have a sultry voice, apparently. Mm, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> don't know about that. I'm surprised that someone hasn't like deducted a star for my loud ass laugh. <laughs> I do. I would deduct it if I was ranking our podcast. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you. That's <laughs> it's okay. Please it's... don't deduct a star for my laugh. I can't help that I am a jovial person. This is true. You are jovial. A joy. Jovial. <laughs> We're not even drinking yet. <laughs> Jovial and convivial. 
Oh, I'm going to have to Google that one. You should. <laughs> uh, but while we do that, friends, let me go ahead and tell you uh, our guest today also hosts a Beatles podcast in which they place a song every episode in the where they think it should be ranked while simultaneously drinking copious amounts of alcohol and uh, generally being hilarious and yep. good people. Um, we have appeared on each other's shows, I believe, once each, twice, maybe a couple times. I think, I think we've been on theirs twice, and this will be their second. I on think ours? that sounds right. Yeah, I, I don't know. We right. always get drunk. I can't remember. That's true. <laughs> it's gonna happen. So uh, put on your seatbelts. Speaking of, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna happen. So brace yourselves, my friends. All right, friends, please welcome onto the podcast three men trying to steal my wife away from me and our podcast, <laughs> Becker, Tommy, and Scotty C., the hosts of Blotto Beatles. How is it going, my fellas? It's going great, Jonathan, and we just know where the talent is, you know? We see we're, we're talent seekers, and yeah. we, like... Uh, yeah, I mean, if she doesn't want to live under the the tyranny of your your Beatles list, I feel like she's <laughs> welcome here, where you know every every voice is respected equally. Free flowing affair. <laughs> the, the oppressive thumb of my color coordinated <laughs> rankings spreadsheet. <laughs> oh man, uh, super super excited to be back. Thank it's you, awesome thank you for back. inviting us. Uh, us. Super uh, happy to have you all back. As always, um, you know we we've talked about this uh, recently. A lot among ourselves, um, but also on the on the show uh, about how much fun it's been, you know, getting into the Beatle podcast world and kind of meeting uh, all these people and, you know, kind of finding this new tribe of of people that are into like the exact same thing that you're into. Um, so it's been really fun. We've really enjoyed it. How has it been for y'all? Y'all are just like us. You're coming up on a year of podcasting. So like a year in. You know, what's the experience been so far? Yeah, I think for me, it's sort of exactly what you said, sort of. We thought that it would be fun for us to do this project together. And then as friends, the the, the three of us, you know, um, and then you sort of tap into this entire world that you didn't quite know existed. And all these folks that are out there like making great content and and folks that know, you know, a hundred times more than you about the Beatles and you're getting turned on to new stuff. And I, that's that's really been been great. And like meeting you guys, meeting some other great pods that we've, we've sort of become friends with is, has been really amazing. Like it's, it's been unexpected. I really thought that this would have ended up being a bit more of like a um, solitary project. Like we were kind of doing this and putting it out in the world and people heard it great. And, and so be it like beyond friends, I, we weren't expecting too much. And mm -hmm. you know, I, it's become way, way more than that. So I don't know what, what you guys think. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad right now. <laughs> That's deep, man. Scotty C, tell us what tell us what you think. What do you think about a year reflecting on the pod? I, I I mean, obviously I agree with everything you guys are saying. And I you know, especially the part where we're saying like we thought this was gonna be just like us three in our little world, you know, doing this thing for, with each other and and maybe someone would hear it, maybe they wouldn't, but like meeting Jonathan and Ju Julia and you can All say you can call her Jules. No, no. <laughs> I'm the respectful blotto. <laughs> I'm the grumpy blotto. <laughs> I'm the cute blotto. Should we that? Do you have no. like stick with it though? That's a winning I mean, combination. In my head, for over the last year, in my head, yeah, just an idea he tossed idea. around here and there. <laughs> 
but yeah, it's been more than just like um, than just meeting people. Like now, I feel like you know, I'm talking about the Beatles. It's 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 about like we've met you guys like cool people that you'd want to meet any at any time in your life in any way, not just because you're on a podcast or whatever. Like you know, like I want to hang out. You know, like mm-hmm. we'd be cool. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, thank God for the, well, I shouldn't say thank God for it, but, like, thank God for Zoom allowing us to be able to, like, talk to each other during a pandemic. Like, we all sort of started this journey not knowing that we'd end up meeting really cool people along the way that we would actually like to be IRL friends with, you know? Like, I very yeah. much would email you guys if we were coming to Boston and be like, hi, yeah. we're coming to Boston. Sure so. When are we partying? <laughs> Can we all go to Wahlburgers? <laughs> oh, they're every corner up here. Are they really every now? Corner <laughs> to they alternate between that and Dunks. That's about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love yeah, it. I really hope that we can do something in person together. I think I that know. would be so so much fun. For real, I I for I definitely want, would like to do that. I mean, we live in New Orleans. You guys have to come here. Yeah, I hear it's I think fun. I think we're coming coming there for sure. <laughs> we're coming. But, you know, all things said, I mean, you guys were our original pod pals here yeah. and, and our first. And, like, when you guys emailed and said, you want to come back on, I got so excited. It's like, oh, I get to see my friends again, you know? Like, and that's, yeah, it does, it does feel awesome like hanging, yeah. hanging out. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's fun that we're doing it. Like, we're taping this on a Friday because, you know, we're all going to have beverages. And uh, no one has to get up and go to work in the morning. And, you know, nope. now, granted, like, y'all have some of y'all have kids that you have to wake up and and uh tend to tend to <laughs> but you know we don't so <laughs> <Suck it. laughs> sorry that's terrible. i schedule the days well in advance and then we alternate uh i don't uh usually have to wake up the morning after a podcast and i, nice. I will shout out my, my wife on on that one nicely yeah. done. Our, our wives have been amazing during yeah. this last I'm year sure. if the if the tables were uh turned i would not be quite as understanding <laughs> as any of them well, you know, if you guys decide that you need uh, an alternate wife on your podcast, I know you're in the market, apparently, to uh, to poach. <laughs> you're looking to poach somebody to join the team. Well, Hi, here's this... the thing. You're out there. You're, you're you posting. You can be the lady oh. blotto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lady blotto. You know, you're always the only difference like, is oh, the wait. bow in the hair. <laughs> I always thought Scotty was a sporty blotto. That's not true. <laughs> He's not posh. <laughs> no, you guys are always posting like, oh, we're up to 20,000 streams. You're just killing us. I mean, in, yeah. in the charts right now. And so we, we got to, you know, we got to hit the, you know, go, go for the we're the, um, we we're can. the blur to your oasis. Uh, to put oh. it in Jonathan's words, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, so then, we're, we're then the we are band. officially fighting. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the hipsterati may may credit you more than, than me, but whatever. Am I now like the most sought after co-host in Beatles podcast? I think you're like the hottest item in Beatles podcast world right now. So. The, the least knowledgeable person about the Beatles to yep. ever do a Beatles podcast is now. Well, and I will say. You write a number, you put it on a piece of paper, slide it across the table to us, and we're probably just going to say yes, you know. I, I will say I was thinking about thinking about this the other day. Um you know, when, when we, I first started t- thinking about doing this, I didn't even think about having a co-host. Um, how I would have ever done it without a co-host, I have no idea now. Um, but now I'm like, I'm so glad you're doing this because there's no one else I'd rather do it with. And we have so much fun. And like over the weekend, we were like running errands 
and now we're listening to Beatles podcasts together while we run errands and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I've suckered you into this nerdly <laughs> world. I love it. <laughs> I, I love you guys as a couple, as Aww. a podcast doer. Like it is, Aww. it is fantastic. We yeah. after after you guys did our episode and you had done karaoke and you didn't want to sing too much on it and you did and I was like this is so great they're singing this song together like we really like we're just all like that was good. like this is such a great thing you know well, Scotty's Scotty's wife Scotty's wife came on the pod and did an episode my wife is maybe on on the the edge of whether or not my wife she would is do a it. hard no. <laughs> hard <laughs> no. <laughs> Scotty, your wife was hilarious. I, I listened to her pod, and she was so funny. And if you guys come to New Orleans, you have to bring her. Oh, yeah, we're definitely coming her. down. Tell her to bring me an extra, like, pretzel necklace. So have... <laughs> I'm real big on snacks. <laughs> well, you know, for you guys going through this journey, and I don't want to take over your pod or oh, yeah. for you, but, like, what has changed Please about, do, take like, my your... wife, please. <laughs> All right. I've heard that one before. (laughs) Sorry. Have you had any like change of heart on like the Beatles or like, what does it mean to really like, we had never sort of dissected the Beatles as much as we are right now. Like I have consumed so much Beatles stuff, but I haven't been as critical as to have been like, Oh man, I have to get on the mic and talk about this for a couple of hours every, every other week for, for our schedule. Like what does it mean? Scotty has to cut it down to 40 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, it's, what does it mean for you guys to like chew over like one of your favorite bands? Like, it's it's funny that you asked this because a few minutes ago before we were taping and I shared my one of my screens for you, uh, and now I was like, am I sharing the other screen? Because that's literally the question I was about to ask you guys. <laughs> like, I'm not. Even, it's right here. What do you feel like you've learned about the Beatles or the music you didn't know before, or what's changed in your perception of the band and the music? Uh, so, <laughs> so let's. I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> I, I think I've learned that I have a natural uh, tendency not to completely analyze lyrics as a listener first. Um, it's more about uh, sound and feeling and what I get from that. And then lyrics, I guess, kind of are secondary, which makes a lot of sense when I think about like the way that I write songs myself. Like Lyrics are always the last thing I do. I hate writing lyrics. Um, but I'm finding so much more depth in these songs than I ever really, I think understood was there. Maybe I took it for granted Um, as songs that I've listened to hundreds of times or played hundreds of times. I'm now like really, I think kind of starting to understand what some of them are about. Um, So it's really increased my appreciation of the band that I already appreciated more than any other band. Um, So if anything, you know, I was really worried that I was going to get really burned out on the Beatles, like really soon into this podcast. But if anything, I think it's only solidifying my love of the band and my love of the music. Um, yeah, it, it's really it's been fascinating to me in that respect. Um, and also, it's like I love that we're kind of creating this great thing between the two of us um, that like this was not your world, you know, <laughs> like no, not um, at all. And uh, it's fun because it's not often that, like, I can teach her something because uh, she's really like Julia is smart as F, as the kids say. Smart AF. Yeah. Um, there you go. You got it. Smart as <laughs> F. But yeah, usually, you know, I'm the one, you know, soaking in the knowledge that she um, 
Are you okay? All right, now, that was totally <laughs> not a spit take. <laughs> um, oh, that one's got to stay in. Oh, that stays. <laughs> that stays. It's a great moment. It's ruined. Um, yeah, usually I'm the one, you know, soaking in knowledge that she hands out because she is very smart very on top of her shit and that's one of the things i've always admired about her in that first and attraction very to quick me. to tell you that you're wrong yes um <laughs> which is good because i'm the kind of guy who will think i'm right until you know i've shot myself in the foot um so yeah it, it's it's fun to have something that i can teach and feel like she's actually enjoying the conversation as opposed to me just like oh my god let me tell you what liam gallagher tweeted about today like she couldn't give two shits <laughs> But when we start talking, it might be of, the voice you're using. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me tell you. Well, let me talk about Liam Gallagher. <laughs> um, I don't know what that voice is. That's the guy from. Yeah. Um, that's Men in Black when the guy's like sugar water. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My skin is wow. Yeah. Um, Keep on appealing to the kids, hon. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> I yeah. think Look, about that all the time. I've looked at our age demographic chart. We ain't getting the kids. No, we're not. We we're have not. like Kyle's son Jackson. And that's about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's fun to kind of have this new thing that we can, you know, enjoy together uh, that before felt very uh, singular to me. Um, yeah. How about you? Um, I mean, all of it is really new to me. I never really had strong feelings, nor did I absorb too much information about the Beatles. Like, the songs are there. They're good. We know they're good. It's fine. Um, I knew sort of the basics of the story, but it's been really cool to sort of dive a bit deeper into the story of the Beatles and all of the people in their universe and talk about those and sort of, um, I guess I'm learning a lot from all of our guests and then that in turn, like, even when we're not doing a podcast, like we'll talk about certain things and, I think I sort of give him, give Jonathan like sometimes a fresh perspective on little bits and pieces of the Beatles story as someone that isn't locked into, well, this is what happened. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because there, you know, there's like certain people that have told the story and everyone sort of accepts it as gospel. And then some people, kind of talk about well maybe it's this way and i'm like well that's also interesting and that makes sense because blah, blah, blah. so we sort of like go on little tangent conversations about that here and there and it, it it's kind of all coinciding with this great kind of uh of sea change i think in the beatles fandom that's looking at the story with fresh perspectives and more uh i guess intellectual nuance than you yeah. know just presenting fact and date and time um you know and so yeah. You know, like like shows like uh, Another Kind of Mind and um, mm -hmm. uh, All About the Girl, All About the Girl, and uh, Once We Dream um, are really like, these great like kind of eye opening perspectives where I'm going like, holy shit, I never thought about X Y Z, um, and then she's like, you didn't think like they might have done that because of this reason here? Like, well, that seems obvious to me, but she hasn't read the story like fifty times like I have. Um, yeah. So it, it's fun to like sit and like you know just yap about this shit, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't have to like sit in a bar with like, you know, five guys or like be in like a van with my band, like talking about it. Like we can do it at the kitchen table or on the couch. And it's awesome. When we're running errands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what, you know, what about. Yeah, that's been the funny thing. We were just like, we were, you know, 
I think we were raised a little bit on the old guard of sort of Beatles, Beatles books and things like that. And then we, yeah, I don't know guests. if you know this, it was four lovable lad from Liverpool. <laughs> Post World yeah. War II, uh, you know, England. Or you would skip the first couple of chapters. You're like, I get this or whatever. Right. And, and you read all the books and, and you got into it and all of that. And then like, there's this whole other folks that like just learned the Beatles from the internet or something. Like you, you guys mm-hmm. have had Sam on Sam Wiles. Not, we had Sam on and, you know, he talked about like learning Beatles through like like Napster or something like that, and not learning complete yeah. albums and and all of that. And mm-hmm. I, I thought that was really interesting. It's kind of a, I don't know, it, it is a great perspective. Like this is just what's going to happen to like someone's body of work. Like it's getting chopped up in a way that they never even thought of or can't control or mm-hmm. you know. Um, well, I don't make it a habit. Of, I don't think I've ever like listened to a Beatles album front to back. Like I've never like sat down and purposefully listened to a Beatles album. And the other morning he was like. Uh, he always puts our weekend morning music on. I make the breakfast. He handles the music and the coffee. And he's like, what do you want me to put on? Do you want me to put on a Beatles record? And I'm like, no, I haven't listened to them, and I want to keep it that way because I want to focus, like, we're doing this pod, like, song by song. I don't want to think of them as part Uh of an album. I want them to be this, like, singular thing. I want to analyze this one song that we're talking about and not be like, well, it's if they had – but put it after this other song or it's not quite as good as the song but no i I just want to talk about this one song i get i don't know i don't want to like cloud my brain that's super fascinating i wonder like (laughs) when you guys wrap up an album through the rankings if you were to go back and just listen to the whole piece what the if it would change your opinion on anything so what music did you what music did you put on for breakfast then the other day in absence of it was probably i think you put on ram it was either Ram or uh, McCartney 3 Imagined. Oh, you don't want to listen to the Beatles, Julia? Oh. Funny, uh, like... <laughs> so we put on Oasis. <laughs> um, no, it's funny, you know, talking about this kind of like fragmented way that the story is, is changing. Um, and I, I, it's funny because we mentioned the same show last week, uh, All About the Girl. Uh, they did an episode... Uh, that came out this week about Linda McCartney. And she was saying that, uh, if I remember it correctly, a friend of hers was like, like didn't realize that Paul McCartney was in the Beatles and was like, Paul McCartney, is he married to the sausage lady? To the vegan sausage lady? <laughs> oh, like, wow. everyone knows her as, like, the vegan sausage lady. Like, she's not yeah. a Beatle wife. Like, you know, she's not a member of Wings. She's not a photographer. Like, she's the lady that makes, like, vegan frozen foods. Um, so... <laughs> And it, it's wild to see younger a younger generation come in with completely different uh, entry points yeah. to the story. That's like yeah. utterly fascinating to me. Where you're like, people will know this story for years. It's like, well, no, they're it's actually falling apart uh, pretty quickly. So it's cool to see it kind of reassembling um, with these new perspectives and younger people are into it um, and talking about it in new ways that I think will help be the thing that keeps the story going and keeps that music going for. For years, wow. yeah. What about what about you guys? You know, how do you what do you feel has changed in your own perceptions of of the Beatles over the last year? Do any of you hate the Beatles now? <laughs> Can't stand them, <laughs> Scotty. Might, I don't. Scotty, what do you? I mean, you're doing the karaoke. You're recording. You're basically re-recording every single Beatles song as we go. Like, I feel like you're on a slightly different. That's a journey. daunting task. Yeah. What What has it made you think about the Beatles? I thought exactly what Jonathan Jonathan said where I was like oh man I'm just going to be like so sick of playing these songs or learning these songs or hearing these songs or talking about them but it's the exact opposite like even if I'm like 
you know, schedules get tight, you know, I get a little pressure to get something done, whatever on pressure from my own self to get it done. Um, whenever it's, whenever I'm in the moment, it's like, Oh man, like, like this is awesome. I, I'm so happy I'm doing this and, um, I get excited for the next one. And sometimes we get a little time off, but it's always like, as soon as I know we're going to do it, I'm like, Oh, this is so fun to do Blotto Beatles. Like, I can't wait to do another episode or I can't wait to see, you know, you guys or, you know, whatever it is. And, um, with the Beatles, I just never get sick of it. And, and I, I found the, you know, the other direction where I'm like finding appreciation for things that I kind of just dismissed. Cause it was a little, just, you know, filler for me in my mind in my, you know, but opening up it, it, it's all, you know, got new value and new, new excitement. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say, Scotty, is that it's almost the opposite of what you were <clears throat> talking about. It's like, I've been so familiar with the albums and, you know, there've been ones that I skip or pay little attention to throughout the, the listening to the album and having to sit for a week and focus on the one song. It's like, usually I can find something to pull out of it and be like, Oh my God, I never realized this about this song or there's something kind of magic happening here. That's been uh, interesting and, and rewarding in, in that way. And, you know, I think the other piece for me, there, there are two other quick things. One is the idea of like, I always kind of ranked the Beatles themselves in my head. I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a John guy or a George guy. You know, you, you, you pick your day. I, I like one of them better. And then, you know, probably Paul after that. And it's kind of taken the pedestal down a little bit in focusing on the songs and realizing like, wow, Paul does this so well. And like, I maybe have missed that sometimes of like his... You know, I, I think he's the best, and this isn't, I'm not trying to belittle him, he's maybe the best accompanying man in the world. Like, the way he writes a bass line mm-hmm. to fill a song in and things like that and to make it more musical and to, to add a harmony to something. And you're like, oh my, this makes the song what it is that was a lot less before he, he put himself on it. And so why, while, like, his initial songwriting isn't the thing that maybe pulls me in at first glance, I'm, I'm so appreciative of that. But the, I, I think the biggest thing is, like, the year we've all had, this crappy, crappy year we've all had, and the, the idea that I get to every two weeks sit with two of my best friends and be like, oh, at least I get to see my buds and have a beer and pretend to be normal for a couple hours has been unreal. And mm-hmm. like, I, I think that comes back to what you guys are saying about, like, finding, like, this fun part of your relationship that you didn't have before and, like, having this thing for us that, like, whether we're recording or talking about recording or texting about it or... Um, we haven't been able to see each other as much. And, uh, you know, it's really filled that in and kept me sane over yeah. the last year. So that's... Uh, you would say, Tommy, that it brought a new spark to our relationship? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm looking at you in ways that I haven't since we first met, you know? <laughs> so like, I just love you more today than I did <laughs> the first day. So, like, when we're done here and we stand up and Julia slaps me on the butt and goes, nice job, Ace, do you do the same thing? <laughs> uh, do you just, like, text each other? Butt slap. Nice job, Ace. <laughs> no. If no, you did this in person, heads, would you do that? <laughs> we usually put our heads immediately into a pillow, and then the next morning, <laughs> say, what did I say? What happened? Is this Scotty, usable? if there's anything embarrassing, yeah. We mostly apologize to Scotty for what he has to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we slap butts. <laughs> <laughs> do you think y'all will move into, uh, into doing this in person as things open back up? Yeah, I'd like to do I, it more in person. We've done one so far in person uh, mm-hmm. last summer. 
and it was great. It was so much fun, and I, I but I don't think it's something we could probably do every episode right. in person. Right. We don't I just live like, close enough to each other in the frequency I think of release. Sure. But um, being in the room and like really looking at each other, and it was a totally different experience. We've only done it mm-hmm. done it one time. Um, and yeah, I think we want to keep doing that, but it's probably going to become every other month or something. I like also that. couldn't. I, mean, I think the, the biggest bill. The Uber bill would be unreal. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> I think that was the hurdle for a while. It was like, oh, we need to be together. And then this, this pandemic happened. And we're like, oh, well, everyone's podcasting from home and doing Zoom and all of this stuff. And, you know, we got over talking over each other a, a little bit. We still steamroller. <laughs> and what, I, what I'm saying. The <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm hoping, like, uh, maybe some of the big tracks we get together. Like, you know, it is what it is. But I want to, I want to do some stuff together for sure you yeah. know we've had some conversations that maybe like there's there's a lot of local breweries around here like maybe we can do some stuff over over there like i, I you know i hope that we can do this a, a little more a little more live you know sure same um you know and same thing another question that you kind of alluded to earlier before we started was you know have there been any changes of heart on songs uh in this process for you songs you hated before that now you're like i'm into this or or vice versa What do you guys think? This is tough because we're we're recording an episode after we get off with you guys tonight, and I, I don't want to bleed too much here, but I, I'll, I'll say a little bit. I I um, we're doing "Baby It's You" later later mm. this evening, and I found a lot more in that song than I thought I would. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so nice. I, I thought that was really cool. Nice. I for um, what Julia was saying earlier, and, and sort of how I've been preparing, and this was like a sort of way that transformed me during the podcast is I was doing so much research and I was spending so much time listening and I was writing pages of notes that I would never even read on the podcast. Like we would just get together and I would talk and I would never do anything with the notes. And I spent, I had a, I had a personally just a kind of crappy week. And I, I started the week loving good day sunshine. And at the end of the week, I fucking hated it. And we got on the pod with Scotty and Tommy and I was like, this song is awful. And I was like, and I don't feel that way. Like I actually really like that song when it's come on um uh learning revolver and when that song has come on like i have felt like an emotion for it like my entire life um and we don't have it ranked that that poorly but i think if i redid sort of my sentiment on the pod i would think a little bit different about good day sunshine yeah yeah i feel like um i i've been influenced in the moment big time be it from guests or just from co you know the co-hosts guys here um and also, I, I would say that more familiar songs I was with, I didn't, I didn't, um, I don't think that I really got a big boost on the ones that I already loved so much, but the ones that I didn't know so much were all lifted. Nothing really went down for me at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to it and be like, wow, this is worse than I remember. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, guys, had a, you guys had a pivot on your, uh, what was the episode you did that you, 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 you you, the first time you said like oh, maybe Octopus's maybe I changed my garden. mind. Yeah, yeah, Octopus's Garden. That's yeah. the one that you. Which is one that like I'd have never thought I'd have been like you know what? Yeah, Octopus's Garden. But <laughs> I I I bought it. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Octopus is the word. <laughs> see, I'm I, that, I I I'm not sure why it's octopuses and not oct- octopi. Octopi. Octopies. Yeah. That doesn't sound it. very good in a song. I don't think Ringo had a, a degree in English. Um, Scotty, I want to ask you, you know, having, you know, going and, and recording 
all these songs, you know, what kind of appreciation have you gotten for, for songs for for these tracks as you go back and have to like learn them and recreate them? Oh my goodness. It's insane. Uh, there, I definitely feel, I always loved their music. I always thought they were great. I always thought they were great songwriters, singers and all this stuff, but they are really frigging good musicians too. Yeah. I know, you know, obviously Ringo gets, you know, sometimes gets given a hard time because he played, you know, a, more simple than a lot of the other drummers of the time. And he did it for a good reason, obviously, you know, to support the band and he has tons of nuances. I don't, I'm not really a drummer anyway, so it's tough for me to do the drums, but um, especially, you know, some of Paul's bass lines, you know, if you really listen and really try and hear the, the effortless sort of just in the moment stuff that he can pull off. Um, it's crazy. And, and, and some of the, the leads that George does and, and, and the rhythms that John will, I mean, if you, if you listen and try and do it, it's, it's a lot harder than you think. I, I, I'm blown away with, uh, with how hard some of the stuff's been for, for me to try and. It's mostly Tommy and I singing that really covers Scotty's sort of <laughs> shitty jobs. I gotta say though, like perfect. <laughs> when I listen, when I listen to him, I'm always impressed by the tracks. Cause it's like, yeah. You're doing it. Like you're doing the Scott shit. Killing, like, you're Scott really killing, killing it, man. Tracks. Like he really is. We uh we're gonna get them up. We're gonna get the tracks up in full length, uh, without the vocals and then with the vocals also. But we need to And then just the, the isolated vocals too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> People are begging for that. But uh, I think yeah, yeah, we Scotty's work needs to see the light of day, like for sure. I do want to shout out to RB because a lot of this stuff, any of the background vocals you hear come from RB. He's an he's a good friend and an incredible, incredible musician. Um, and a great, great, great person to have in this journey uh, trying to recreate these songs. He's super knowledgeable with music and easy to work with. And we've been bouncing tracks back. And when I, you know, when I set something up, he'll bang out some vocals or hit a bass line or do a little guitar. And he's he's been huge for me. When he's when he's on board, they're they're so much better. Nice. It's it's really it's really impressive. And you know, it's I think it shows how. Uh, how dedicated y'all are to, to the show and to what you're doing that, you know, you're putting that much time and care and attention into it. At least Scotty is. I don't know about the rest of you, Bob. Yeah, we never wanted to make that like Scotty's job. Like we were like, oh, do like a funny, like acoustic synthesizer or version, or do whatever. an acoustic version, then we'll sing. And then he's originally like, I'm, actually, I'm rec- recreating this track. Yeah. Originally I was like, let's just pull a YouTube karaoke version. We'll just sing yeah. to that every episode. Like, it'll be funny and dumb or whatever and scotty's like no nah, i'm gonna do these like let's really do it i was like i'm not gonna hold you back man but that seems like an effort you know right. i i almost barely like i think tonight the track you've invited us on for i think that um i'm probably gonna say almost all i have to say about that track and i'm like i don't even know what a blotto beatles episode would be for that track except for the fact that it would be fun to sing i think <laughs> i think it would be a fun a fun tune you know for sure Easy, um, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Not a ton of words. You could be completely oh. wasted and nail it. Um, and I, I do want to ask. That was all together now. I thought I nailed that. And I love I, all I said to now. Scotty, I'm like, wasn't that our best version? And you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we did so great. It's funny. It's like, yeah, we, we're going to put it right here on the fridge, guys. <laughs> uh, before we jump into the song, I, I do want to also know, uh, which episode has caused your worst hangovers? Ooh. The yeah. BC, the Beatles one for me. Yeah. Um, 
that was all. I had to leave the episode early, actually. But Tommy did leave <laughs> probably, that one. That was probably only by like three or four minutes from everyone else. But I, I was cooked. Yeah, it was time. Was it all the the shots from the magical mystery world uh, that do you that had that happened? But you know what happened is kind of like um, happens with you guys. Like we we got on, they were super friendly. They we were talking and talking, and it was probably like an hour and a half before mm. we started. And I think I had like three Manhattans before we oh, even started recording. God. And yeah, it was. And then I was drinking beers, and I didn't realize until the next day that they were all like eight percenters. <laughs> Ouch. It was uh, yeah, that was that was that was a rough one, but it was a ton of fun. Like I have no uh, no regrets on that. Um, I have some regrets. I, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a feeling it was the the roughest one for me. That was a, yeah. a great great friend, lifetime friend of mine, uh, uh, Mike Masaros, and we had a ton of fun with it. And I just went overboard. It was early Blood of Beatles. I didn't quite know like what we were capable of, but. Um, <laughs> I passed out flat on the table here, and Shut these up. guys could still could still see me. Yeah, we had to and finish the episode, so they could see me there, and they I could hear them. My my headphones were off, but I could slightly hear them. They're like, "Becker, are you safe?" And I would like hold up a thumbs up, and then I stopped responding, and they called my wife. So oh, it's no. like twelve thirty at night, and my wife's getting a call. Like, is your husband in the next room? Okay, like so oh, that Y'all. made me rethink my vision of the podcast a little bit. So that that's my roughest. That's Thank God we've reined it in since then. You didn't know your power at the time. <laughs> what about you, Scotty? Well, now you? I'm like, if I'm not puking blood, Tommy, don't call my wife. <laughs> don't call my wife. <laughs> I feel, Scotty. I feel like you usually keep it together. Uh, that's that's good. Um, <laughs> Scotty, what episode did you take your shirt off? On oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. You just came was, back shirtless. It was a Hard Day's Night song, right? It was. What's the John song from A Hard Day's Night that's like a, a Tell Me Why? Song? Tell, was it Tell Me Why? Was that the one where you took your shirt off? I don't know. <laughs> you, don't, you don't recall? <laughs> I don't remember that, but I, the DC one was definitely one where I was, I don't really remember the last part of it at all <laughs> are you sort of like the quiet drunk like you you sort of like i mean you're yeah. sort of you're generally fairly yeah like, the quiet one yeah i'm definitely the quiet one i'm but i'm not as grumpy as george <laughs> <laughs> is, in, i mean in our, in our social circle like personally i like scotty's probably known to just be like you know he's probably asleep in his car at 8 30 or something you know, like, <laughs> like you know like oh we go camping like oh scotty's asleep or something you know like you're just uh you know you uh, you're quieter. I can't get a word in with these two guys anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I can mute them. I have the power. Oh. <laughs> well, guys, I'm really excited because you know what it is. It's Christmas time. Yes. In May. I don't know if you guys, if you guys noticed, I'm I'm wearing a, a Santa's cap. I am to I, celebrate the affair here. I love it. I, I, I actually yeah. today I was. What's thinking, that little piece you know, of flair on the front of it? What you got on there? Yeah. Well, it's all—it's a child's Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> it has some stickers on it. Um, but in in an effort to like be, I was like, okay, it, Blotto Beatles coming on our friend ranking the Beatles. We're doing this Christmas song. I'm gonna go to the store and I'm gonna find some eggnog, and oh, that's God. I'm gonna have an eggnog drink tonight. You can't find eggnog in May. So I went to the uh, the local grocery store, and they turns out they it's seasonal. They didn't have any eggnog. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Who thought? So I was walking. I mean, I, but one of those things where you're like walking up and down the dairy aisle five times, being like, 
all right, I, now in my head, I know it's not here, but let me give it one more shot. You know, <laughs> and then I was like, all right, fine. They definitely don't have eggnog. I'm giving up. I'll just tell them I tried, and I got in my car, and I was like, there is another grocery store like 10 minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to that one. Also didn't have any eggnog. Uh, so <laughs> the effort was there, guys. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, put in, you put in the work, and we really appreciate that. Like yeah. the commit, like I said, the commitment. That's yeah. You know, yeah. solid. Scotty mm-hmm. makes the songs. You bought. You search for the eggnog. That's it. <laughs> Becker. I don't even like the, eggnog. Becker got the igloo cooler with yeah, the uh, yellow submarine decoration. Invested. Yeah. I'm surprised that they didn't like call security on you. Like, there's a man looking <laughs> yeah. for eggnog in a Santa Casey in the dairy department. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Can someone check yeah. on him? <laughs> Well, I think it's time to dive in, shall we? Coming in at number 168 is Christmas Time is Here Again! I did it like you. Oprah, but I did. <laughs> All right. You get a Christmas time. You get a, you get a verse, and you get a verse, and you get a verse. <laughs> Victor Spinelli, you get a you verse. get a verse. All right, friends. I'm going to go ahead and try to uh, give a very serious monologue about my feelings on Christmas time is here again. Uh, every year since 1963, the Beatles recorded a Christmas single for their fan club members. These started rather simply purely as a marketing idea conceived by publicist Tony Barrow and manager Brian Epstein uh, as a way to give a little extra added value to their paid fan club members and to satiate the ever-growing mountain of fan mail the band received and could never reply to. Now, initially, the record started out as kind of a spoken word greeting, a cheeky slice of Beatle humor, scripted by Tony Barrow with the band following the scripts in a rather half-assed kind of way. With each year, especially as the band gained more control and begin using more recreational substances, they take more control over the Christmas records, and by 1966, they've begun to turn them into their own version of short story, radio plays, and skits. Um, so on November 20th, 1967, along with George Martin and Victor Spinetti, who co-starred with the band uh, in A Hard Day's Night, Help, and the soon-to-be-released Magical Mystery Tour film, uh, the band set to work recording their Christmas disc for 1967. A series of skits revolving around the idea of groups auditioning for a BBC radio program is interspersed between bits of a new original song recorded specifically for this record called Christmas Time Is Here Again, featuring Paul on piano, George on acoustic guitar, Ringo on drums, and John on timpani. Uh, the track is essentially more of a mantra, repeating the title like five times each verse, only broken up with the line, it ain't been round since you know when, each time sung by a different Beatle and O-U-T spells out each time sung by Ringo. Uh, The song's original running time was just about six and a half minutes before being cut up for the fan club record, uh, where it also features each Beatles' individual Christmas wish to all the fans before crossfading into John reading a poem in a heavy accent over the sound of winter winds and an organ playing Old Lang Syne. 
the track was never uh, never released commercially, although a mix was made for the proposed Sessions Alternate Takes compilation in the early 1980s, which was ultimately scrapped. And finally, in 1995, it was released as a three-minute edit on the single for free as a bird, complete with Christmas greetings intact. The band obviously never played this song live. However, Ringo re-recorded it on his 1999 Christmas album, I Wanna Be Santa Claus, and he may have played it live, but I didn't care enough about his cover to look any further than YouTube and didn't find any. So It has a ripping uh, Joe Perry song. It sure it. does. Really? One, of, one of the bad boys of Boston. It sure does. Wow. It does not redeem the track. No. <laughs> um, everything I love about the song is not on Ringo's version for some reason. So I guess I should tell you now why I have Christmas Time is Here Again at number 168. So first thing you got to know about me is that I love Christmas, y'all. And I love Christmas music just as much. Absolutely adore Christmas music. Um, Last year, our holiday decorations started going up on Halloween. I'm that guy in the neighborhood who's like, first guy up. I got my decorations. It's me. Um, I adore the holiday season. I actually have a, I posted a photo on Facebook. It was like a split photo of like him. He's putting up the tree and I was filling a bowl of candy for children trick-or-treating <laughs> i was like our house is very confused i was outside hanging garland as trick-or-treaters came up and they were very confused it was, <laughs> it was brilliant um so it always struck me as as kind of odd that the beatles never really did a christmas thing uh you know like commercially and i get not doing that because they were really good at shying away from things that could be considered artistic novelty especially in the greater commercial sense um, now that excludes things like you know my name look up the number uh, which, of course, we have not discussed yet on this show because I'm a monster. Um, so I get them not doing, like, a true Christmas record. Um, no sense of doing it when lots of other bands have always done it anyway. Uh, so when I got the Free as a Bird single, and I heard this for the first time, I absolutely loved it from word go. Uh, the great thing about this song, in my opinion, um, it has none of the trappings or cliches of Christmas songs. There's no jingle bells. There's no horse sleigh noises. Uh, but where it succeeds is in the multi-tracked harmony gang vocals repeating Christmas time is here again ad nauseum. Uh, they more than sell the idea of good cheer and celebration and joy. That's such an intrinsic part of the Christmas season. Um, Christmas time is here again because that's what they're saying is here. They could be saying, singing, you know, let's all go to Applebee's. And after 45 seconds of that kind of performance, you're going to be craving a blooming onion and some chicken flingers and some jalapeno poppers. Uh, they just they sell the thing <laughs> to you um, on top of it. I think this may be the best sounding drums on any Beatles track. Uh, and in 1967, Ringo, for some reason, was sitting really far back on the beat. So it's almost like a proto funk kind of groove on it. I feel like you could sample the drums on this and have something straight off of Paul's boutique. Um, I picked up a bootleg a couple months ago that has this uh, like the full six plus minute version of the track. And as the song keeps going, the band gets progressively sillier and goofier. Um, And you can tell that they're having a lot of fun with the track, even for something that was just intended to be essentially a throwaway. And I think that fun is super contagious, and that makes the track really work for me. So this song is a staple on my holiday music playlists. Uh, Never ceases to make me feel Christmassy. um, And I think it's a song that I think needs better representation in the Beatles catalog. So my two cents on my adoration for Christmas time is here again. I open the floor. Who would like to go first? I love Christmas. I wish it was Christmas now. Cause I feel like that's one thing that's holding me back a little bit on this song. 
is like if it was Christmas and like that was happening, maybe you're already working on your Christmas stuff right now, but I'm not quite there. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love Christmas and I'm, I'm a sucker for Christmas music. I get nostalgic and I get excited for the, you know, the holiday spirit and the magic in the air and all that crap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do love all that stuff. I'm big into it, but love that right now it's not Christmas. So I'm like struggling with that cheer. I, but, but I, I do believe that the vocal and the uh, and the delivery does have it. I'm, I'm guessing if it were that time of year, I would be like, I love this song. You know, yeah. I thought the your your call out on the drums I thought was was yeah. pretty great. I, I I felt a little bit of that when you were your when I was listening to it and, and you said it in the intro. Uh, on our show, um, we have a magical mystery word, and we when we say that, we we drink a shot if if it comes up. If I had to apply a magical mystery word to this song, I would say uh, incessant, because I think there is something <laughs> about this tune that, like, it just comes around like a little too quickly or something. Like, there is something that is, uh, it, you know, um, incessant. Yeah. <laughs> it hadn't been around since you know when. Yeah. <laughs> but what does O-U-T spell? Oat. <laughs> yeah. Oat. Um, Oat. I think this is my uh, my second favorite. Beatles related Christmas tune. You know, oh, okay, of, okay. Of, of four I, I could think of. So we've got n- number one. I'm putting uh, Happy Christmas Wars over. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm putting this. I'm putting this number two. <laughs> number three, Jonathan. I'm putting Ringo's cover of this. And then you're putting. And then you're putting Christmas. And then I'm putting Wonderful Christmas time. That's oh, that, garbage. That, that song is garbage. Oh ridiculous. no! I will fight to the death for Wonderful Christmas. This, time. Is, this is blasphemy. <laughs> This is a All right, you're you're stuck in like a like an '80s. Uh, it's Christmas Eve department store scenario. Your hands are full of shopping bags, and you got to do like like you know two more hours inside of Sears. Would you rather this song was playing or Wonderful Christmas Time? I'd rather this song because Wonderful Christmas Time is like the hell. Uh, like that adds <laughs> to the hellscape. <laughs> no, I don't feel like I don't have that issue with with Wonderful Christmas Time. I really, do. I know that people say that. I I don't have it. I, I think, think it's this song joy- would give I think it's me joyful. anxiety if I was like trying to finish up my last minute Christmas shopping and I'm like covered in shopping bags and I have an hour and a half left and this song yeah. comes on, I'm having a complete meltdown. Uh, that's what I think. Like I, it does have. That's what I'm saying. Like it just sort of like you know like. Uh, last night, like uh, we had all listened to the song. Jonathan threw it out just a couple of weeks ago, and then last night, Jonathan's like, "Oh, I've got the the full version." And you're like, "Oh, I haven't heard this version." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, great." Like here it is, three times as long. Like, thank you, thank you for this, this version. It, it was great I watching do. her listen to this at the kitchen island, and she put on the the six minute version. And by about two forty five, she was like wide eyed, like. It's just, it just, there's four it, minutes it left. Going. Oh my God. <laughs> Why is this? What did happen to the idea of the, the rock and roll Christmas song? I mean, we, we got like, know. you know, the, it started uh, probably, I mean, borderline rock and roll, but that Phil Spector record, right? Mm, you get so that good. like amazing so, thing. That's great. And then like, there's the band had a Christmas song that was really good. I actually like the outtake version of that one better, but the Tom Petty has a great oh, Christmas yeah. song where, where he's getting a Rickenbacker guitar. <laughs> you, and, you know, spring Beach boys yes. cover. Yeah. Beach boys have a great do the Christmas cover, that record. whole record, you mm-hmm. know, like why aren't rock and roll bands? In, like what's the last Mariah? But what what like, Jonathan said in the upfront is also what probably I love about the Beatles. Like the fact that the Beatles don't have a full Christmas album is, is, mm. 
right? Like that they were just like, we're going to do this novelty thing as the, the, the Christmas singles or whatever. Like I, I actually really appreciate that for the most part. Cause I also put that in the world of like, they didn't expect us to be talking about that work this much later. Right. Like, yeah. the, the, you know, uh, all these guys are, are going to make fun of me because I browned out a little bit during our all together now episode. And I just made the same point over and over again, but I don't like, <laughs> I don't like criticizing the Beatles when they're just having fun. And like, I think this is the Beatles just having fun. And like, more, I want to I'm give almost, them all that time, you know, I'm more yeah. forgiving of this than altogether now for some reason, a little bit like, maybe it's just in the moment hanging with our pod pals here but <laughs> and maybe it's because it wasn't like this album release that you're really trying to sell to an audience it's it is meant to be some level of a throwaway it comes on a flexi disc it's sent to the you in the mail for being a member of the fan club and you're supposed to just listen to the beatles being people and having fun and i think that's awesome yeah yeah i like that both of and us. I know you guys usually send us a fruit basket every time we're on your pod. And it's, it's so nice and everything. But um, I did see this flexi disc is available for two hundred and forty dollars on Discogs. And if you just want to get one copy and send it to Blood of Beatles, we can share it. It's fine. I would, I would, I would respect that. You can cut it in thirds. That's fine. <laughs> I'll buy. I'll pre-cut it into thirds. And you can... Hammurabi's flexi disc? Is that what... Oh no, that's the law. What's the story where they cut the baby in half and they're like, no, what? Don't cut the baby. <laughs> so is that the, the old fable or whatever where they? Oh, never mind. I think it's in the Bible. Scotty, it looked like the, you were going to say old something. Fable. <laughs> well, I was just going to say when he's mentioning all together now and them having a good time and them also having a good time um, recording this song. I think in you know in all together now was in an album or whatever, but it was kind of like a. They both have this sort of film uh, or, or like part of a scene. They're like soundtracky, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like soundtrack to Christmas, soundtrack to the magical mystery, you know, world. And so that I think that really works for me. And and if they want to go and have a good time when they're when they're being creative in their film world and stuff, and in, in or or just being part of a holiday thing, I like that a lot. You know, they're not putting it in the middle of the white album or in the middle of you know. So they know what the fuck they're doing, you know? Yeah. Like this, this kind of like is like a perfect song for creating like a, like a movie in your mind of like being in like a pub on Christmas Eve with a crowd of people just like drunkenly sea shanty esque singing, yeah. you know, the repetition of Christmas time is here again ad nauseum. Like, and that being like an amazing, like group celebratory moment. That's kind of how I envision it. Yeah. And and that's one of the things I, that's a Christmas thing for me is like those big group kind of meetings where you see all your old friends, um, you know, you go out to a bar and everyone's like having just a wonderful time together. That's kind of how I like the movie that plays in my head when I when I hear this song. I like that. I yeah, like that a lot. I can see that. And I don't know if you said it in the intro or not, but um, I guess, right, this is. They just finished recording Sgt. Peppers essentially this year. They had released Sgt. Peppers. Is that right? Uh, so this is November 28th. So they're done. This is the last thing that they record together as a group in 1967. And, you know, I like that as a kickoff to sort of a break. And this is also the last Christmas thing that they record together. In yeah. the future, it's just uh, they splice it all together and they just say their Christmas message. Right. So for that, sort of like looking back on it, I, I think that that's a great moment. When I think about moments that like, I would love to be in the studio and, and sort of fly in the wall Beatles stuff. It is a little bit like all together now or yellow submarine or something like that. We're like, it's just a little fun. And we're like, let's let, let's let Mal Evans do something or whatever it is. Yeah. Like I, 
I I like that. You know, I don't think that um, I don't think humor belongs in music. I don't like funny music, but I like my musicians having fun. Like we we've all been in bands, most of us on this call, and it's like you have a goofy or fun night, and something happens, but like you know, you don't think you're you're making art or whatever, but like sort of the camaraderie of it at the moment mm -hmm. feels very very good and and whether that's powered by uh, some sort of substance that you've drank or smoke or whatever so so be it but um it sounds like a good time yeah and Back george martin is here and george martin sounds like he's having having a little bit of a good time which uh yeah mm -hmm. i don't always credit that guy with it. a little bit just a little <laughs> he's loosened the tie a little, a little yeah, bit exactly. just a, he didn't unbutton a button but he loosened the <laughs> maybe tie, a couple you know? of hairs have fallen out of place but that's about care. it um, how do you feel on this one, Jillian? Oh, so Becker, not a big fan of like Weird Al. I give Weird Al, I give, I give parody a pass. I okay. don't, um, like, I, I don't like Frank Zappa, you know, like, I don't like like funny lyrics, you know, like, I don't like, I, you know, I don't mind cleverness. I don't mind that kind of stuff. I don't like someone who's just like, here's comedy, but yeah, Weird Al, I give a great pass too. I, I okay. Know. He's, I was just like, hmm. he's welcome in my world anytime. Okay, cool. Does he do any Beatles songs? When we were young, Bernie's daddy was down the block. Made a great liver pate. But if there's one thing in this world that we like better, Um, you told me this, Scotty, right? He was gonna do chicken pot pie. Friggin' hilarious! It was absolutely hilarious. But Paul was vegetarian, right? That's yep. just crazy. Like, not really. <laughs> not. Listen now, I don't know. Not chicken. Chicken pot. Huh? Vegan pot pie works exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> but then you can do the bok bok pots, right. which is really yeah, the, the high that's, point. That's what sells yeah. it. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a high point for me. Um, so the song is very repetitive. Sure. Sure. <laughs> it, Some would say incessant. Uh, you know, for, so, yes. for someone who works in the yoga community, you should understand and be cool with the idea of a, like a, a mantra. This is like a Christmas mantra if you're high. <laughs> That's a Those three things yeah. <laughs> you need to be high in a yoga yeah. studio on Christmas. Once every twenty Christmases, <laughs> these come together. When the moon aligns with Jupiter. Yeah. That's a stretch. Um... <laughs> Sorry. Go on. My boss would not be happy to hear you say that. <laughs> he's not That's listening. Fine. No, he's fine. Sure. Um. I feel like I'm stuck in some sort of like time space loop of insanity. Like I knew going into listening that, to this that it was six minutes long, 
But I feel like every time I look down, like at the little dot moving along time, it was always two minutes. <laughs> and I was like, when, when yes. is this going to end? Why that is, is this that still is happening? So true. That is so true. Um, so that was completely wild. <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed it more when they used, you know, like, you know, they have like the Sirius XM, like Beatles station, and you would always listen to that. Mm-hmm. And they would play around the holidays, the snippets. Like they would do the yeah, weird like little, reading with yeah. the weird voice and like yeah. little pieces of it. I really like of that. the Christmas albums altogether. Yeah. You mean? Um, I think you just mean like this the, the bit, like the bit that's at the end of this of this particular song when John does his little spoken words. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, So they play like a little bit of the song and then like this, re- and I'm always like, what is this reading? Like, who's this talking? And you're like, don't worry about it. Yeah. But like <laughs> the little part of the song was always like really nice and joyful. But then I listened to it for six minutes straight, and I was like, I don't understand. This is very confusing. Sure. Um, I I don't think six minutes is necessary unless you're, like, stoned out of your gourd. Um, but also, like, now that you sort of mentioned the, like, I want to be in a pub with, like, a group of people super wasted on Christmas Eve because we're trying to escape our families. <laughs> yes. Right? Uh, we've all done this. Um <laughs> I want that. Right. I can totally see that. And if that's where this is coming from, I'm back on board. Okay. Now, now consider also that like the six minute version is not what they ever intended to release. Mm. Right. Like there's the two and a half, three minute version. That's on the one that has the spoken word thing on the end. So like, if that is your, your benchmark of the track, where does it sit for you? I like it much better. Like, the spoken word thing is weird, but sure. it's also, like, whatever. They did a bunch of drugs. Who cares? <laughs> I don't expect anything Valid. else. Valid. That wind that wind noise, I don't know why I'm saying it so with a hard D, but wind. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a synthesizer, like white noise. Uh, yeah. You think it's an actual wind sample, like something they had in the, in the vault, in the library there. I would imagine it's, yeah, it's probably some kind of, yeah, sample thing. Because they weren't okay. playing with, like, a... Like they didn't get a Moog synthesizer for another year when George got his, and I think Abbey Road's the only time that they really started playing yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing that I, I found... think how cool it must have been to get this record as sort of a real fan club, um, like participant. Like imagine oh, yeah. how cool it was to sort of follow the Beatles as they go and get the Christmas records that were um, relatively straightforward and, and and Christmas wishes, and then sort of get to to this piece and, and like it's very cool and it must have felt like super personal you know like mm-hmm. i think about trying to make a connection to music and if you felt like oh the beatles sent me this on like a flexi disc um like i don't know i i was trying to think about that moment and what it was intended for and i think it probably feels pretty good you know yeah um you don't have that connection to bands anymore like there isn't that personal sort of thing um you know actually um Bonnie prince billy i don't know if anyone listens to Bonnie prince billy here but um, they just put out Super Wolves uh, today, but uh, six months ago they sent a flexi disc in the mail randomly, like just because I bought a lot of Will Oldham stuff, I think from Drag City Records, and they just sent me a flexi disc in the mail, like just in an envelope. And I didn't pay for it, and nice. like it was kind of magical in the middle of the pandemic to be like, oh, here's like a you know just a transparent piece of music that came through physical media, you know. Yeah. So huh. I can't imagine if you were young at the time, like what this meant to. Probably felt like the Beatles were your friends. Yeah, exactly. Because you didn't have this like constant connection 
You know, like imagine the Beatles now and sort of if they would have been Just covered like, like Will Oldham is your friend right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the Beatles now would have been covered like the you know, like the Kardashians or something ridiculous, you know, and you would have had all this access to them. But like think about not having any access to whatever you're getting through the through the standard news, and then the Beatles sent you this thing to mm-hmm. listen to, to to you as a kid and your and your parents don't understand. And when I put it in that context, I you know, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like I feel like like nowadays it like you'd have to be like a subscriber on their Patreon account and you'd get access yeah. to a download that no one else had access. That's not on Spotify. Um, yeah. And even still, the like most magical download of the year. <laughs> like, like yeah, that's cool and all, but like that's not as fun as getting like an actual physical thing. And like we did a kind of a ranking the the Christmas uh, releases thing last year. Um, with Alex Rawls, a, a writer here in town. And you really can like track the growth, like the trajectory of the band through these records. Yeah. Like the first one, like they're excited. They're amped to be there. Like they really mean when they're saying like, thank you for the letters and all that. Like, thank you for buying our records. Then the next year they still kind of mean it, but they're having a lot of fun. Cause they're like the Kings of the world. The next year they've been smoking weed and they care a little bit less, but they're still like, <laughs> starting to kind of fuck around with the formula a bit. And then it's just like, okay, if you're going to keep making us do this, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Uh, like we're all bets are what off. becomes money, money Python. Yeah. It's <laughs> early Python. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, once you get past like this one, it becomes this very kind of fragmented, you know, just send me what you got. Like, I don't want to hang out with you anymore than I have to now. Uh, and then the next year it's like the same thing, but everyone's really unhappy sounding. And then that's it, you know? So it's a really interesting trajectory. And I imagine as a listener in real time, you know, you got to be wondering like, oh, well, this is different than last year. And every year it's, well, this is different than last year. And, you know, just kind of how that change happens must have been really intriguing, I think, as a listener. Mm-hmm. We're, this is super naive. I don't know. But were people paying for these as the fan club at the time or no? I think it was included with fan club membership. Gotcha. Like it, it was a paid membership to like to join the fan club, um, and I, from what I from what I've read, like uh, the the UK me- the UK fan club members got like the really nice like picture sleeve with all this cool like artwork on it, and like the American fans got like the record with like a little postcard with just like capital Re- well capital records price smashed up three different yeah. fan club records to make yeah. one right that's right. how they do it <laughs> right. Um, there's actually a book coming out about um, because there's been oh i learned something look i know something look that you, you might not know um <laughs> <laughs> i know something you don't know i got something to um, tell you. Sorry. um <laughs> so there's been you know there's like the documentary about frida kelly mm-hmm. who ran the fan club did you have you guys seen that good old frida i haven't seen it yeah. yeah. fantastic oh, it's yeah. so good Is you should it? definitely watch it yeah um, and this was like we watched it way pre podcast, and I really enjoyed it. Like she's very sweet. It's a really cool story. Um, so there's been so much talked about the like the the people that ran the fan club in the UK, but there's actually a woman who's writing a book about the like US and Canadian fan clubs. Nice. And oh, cool. I have I'll have to look it up. Um, she was a guest on um, was what is his name? Is it Jeffrey? Jeff Jeffrey Lloyd. Yeah. Who does Beetlejuice? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, on his, yeah, on his like normal show, but then they play the interviews 
at the end of the one he does with his wife. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know there's another Beatles podcast with a husband and wife? <laughs> I would I would not even listen to it. It must be the second best Beatles podcast. There's one in my mind, <laughs> and we're lucky to be on it tonight. <laughs> it's actually really funny. I enjoy it a lot because it's the same dynamic. Like, he's a huge Beatles fan, and she's not. Like, yeah. she's more moderate like me, so I'm like, I feel you. Um, so... I've been listening to that because I think they're really funny. And I was listening to that interview today. I need to look at that. I Sorry. That up. Totally went on a tangent. But That's there's okay. a book coming about like the U.S. and Canadian fan club. Yeah. Okay. Stuff. Have to find that. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Um, I knew it. I would like to implore um, your listeners because we're not going to get this, this track on our show in a while. But. There is an REM version of this tune. I couldn't um, find it anywhere. That I cannot find anywhere. And I have, uh, I would say that one of my best friends is the encyclopedic uh, REM fan. And I was like, do you have an MP3 of this? We're going on a podcast tonight. Like, I'd love to get it. And he didn't have it either because I think it was on a 99 or a 2000 fan club. I'm, I'm not quite sure. But REM also did like a prolific fan club series of, of singles and they did the same thing as the Beatles. I mean, they put them out every year and they were uh, enhanced CDs one year. It was like a VHS, um, but they did this at, at one point and I would love to hear it. I've never yeah. heard it. And uh, so if someone has it, please uh, tweet it or, or send it, send it, send it our way. I, yeah, I really would love to want to hear that. what it's about. I, th- I think one of the most interesting things about this song that I found um, for a band who like every, every meal, every, uh, you know, minute excursion every you know tiny fart is documented in some form or another there is nothing about the recording of this song other than they did it on this day yeah like that is mind-boggling to me like there's no session information about the song itself and that is like incredibly frustrating because i want to know like okay uh you know from a nerd perspective how are you miking the drums on this because it sounds fucking great um, you know, like what's how many takes was this? Um, who brought the melody in? Whose idea is the song? Like we, I have, I can't find that. Have y'all? Were you able to find anything on this? No, no. And that's I was really, you know, I always try and find like, oh, does does John say something about this tune or, or when I when we're doing the research and like I I couldn't find anything like that on yeah. it, you know, and it, and it maybe means that it was sort of just a fun night and it was done and gone and same thing like they didn't think we'd we'd be talking about it <laughs> this much later you know like it's just a moment that went on a flexi disc and they're like oh this isn't important no one really, this is disposable and and here we are now talking about it yeah but for wow. me the o-u-t spells out thing i think is pretty interesting like i don't know what that means there was a vague reference to someone online saying like that that was like a, a veiled beetle statement about getting out of vietnam but that also sounded so heavier than I had that seems, thought at the that time. That seems oddly I don't... heavy. Um, yeah, so, for when... <laughs> like the context of the right? tune, and then like, and, and now Ringo's gonna tap dance. <laughs> like... When um, <laughs> when McCartney put out um the new album and had the song Queenie Eye on it. kids there was a game they played called queenie eye where a person would throw a ball behind their back um whoever someone would would take the ball and hide it in their pocket and then it was kind of like a you know kind of a duck duck goose thing like who's got the ball um and that was part of the rhyme it was a ut spells out um 
so the idea I think behind that is, you know, it's just something that they put into the song for shits and giggles. Um, yeah, they that, were just hella stoned. Yeah, like, it was like a thing that popped into <laughs> yeah. someone's head, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah sounds know, great, sounds so, great." <laughs> it's so funny you say that, Jonathan, because I'm realizing that I was wondering about the OUT spells out thing too. I'm like, "What the heck is this?" And I'm not picking up on. Um, and my kids play a game called the Wonder Ball. The Wonder Ball goes round and round, pass it quickly, and you are found if you're the one that holds it last. The game is passed, and you are out. O U T out. It's like the exact same yep. thing. Right? There you Never go. Realized it's, it's, that connection. it's probably just a, a different version but of the, the same thing. Is game my ki- my kids are when they play that game. There, it's really a statement about Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> they do want us out of Vietnam. I've met your kids. They're they're very serious. But um, yeah, you, I I thought you know it's it's such a weird uh, thing to to circle back to for. You know, they're in their mid twenties and they think about this childhood rhyme, but it's also kind of the same method that brought "I'm the Walrus." You know, like Semolina yeah. Pill. You know, the, the dripping from a dead dog's eye. Like that's all from like these like weird ass nursery rhymes that they had as a kid um, that they all remember, and uh, they just found ways to put it back into the song years later. Very strange. Yeah, in last week's episode when we talked about "I Am the Walrus." <laughs> What? I'm kidding. I was like, oh, I didn't catch that. Confused uh, me on my yeah. own list. But <laughs> <laughs> I had it high. Because <laughs> um, I know we tape out of order sometimes. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to. I really people. was like, wait a minute, you. Guys... <laughs> yeah. See? I, I almost freaked out. I almost See? freaked out. <laughs> you confused every man on this show. Well done. Uh, got him. <laughs> got him. Got him. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. I um, I really do. Uh, I do enjoy this song. Um, I feel like one sixty eight is like a weird like caveat placement of like. I probably know. I uh, in my heart of hearts, um, I would maybe put this higher because I truly do love it. The shorter version, not the six. That's not what I, I didn't think you were about to double down. On it. Oh, I'm thinking top twenty. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Is it like, oh, I was gonna make this. Uh... Oh, you mean higher, like. Uh... Lower on the scale, on the scale. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Was, sorry. So higher. Uh, I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Number wise. I, I, I genuinely. I, I, I thought you do. meant more like number one hundred. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I genuinely I do enjoy this song, though. So if we're thinking one sixty-eight is where I have out of out of two twenty-three, what is the uh, what's the thought here? What's the consensus? What do we think? I mean, I think when we first threw it our way, everyone's reaction was like, "Oh, this is pretty high for this." this tune you've had a couple songs where like oh that we're dismissing this song that you've convinced us on a couple of them you convinced us in your episode i think on uh back in the ussr i yeah. think when i saw that on your list yeah. i was like come on like you're this gonna put this aside and then, then <laughs> you guys made your argument i'm like all right this is fair mike love this but is don't fair. you you've already done you've done the word right mm-hmm. that's already come through the word is coming i think yeah, I, I I would say the word is a better song. I still think back in the USSR personally is probably a better song. This, but I think like it's we're in the wheelhouse, right, of this like late one hundred somewhere. And at the end of the day, it's all. But you haven't yeah. done. I'm happy just to dance with you yet. So I know y'all brought that up recently. Yeah. Um, it is coming. I don't. It, you know, we've still got a, a little, a few weeks, a couple months. It's on the it's way soon. though. It's soon. I do enjoy that song though. Um. Especially as a as a guitarist, as a rhythm guitarist, I really enjoy John's playing on that. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and it's it, it's uh, it's interesting because there's it's one of those songs where like it's a progression and a feel that they never used again. Now maybe that's because it's not the strongest thing in the world. I don't know. Um, I know you guys don't really care for it. Um, I don't dislike it. It's you know it's a good tune. You don't dislike any I'll of them. I'll dance to it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Thirteen <laughs> times. That is the thing. We're making like decisions on stuff that we all love, right? Yeah. You have to like cut the baby in two, like Tommy was saying. <laughs> Who is that? Char- Charlemagne cuts the baby From, in two. Is it Charlemagne? I don't know. Hammer. I said Hammurabi, but that's eye for an eye. That's Hammurabi's code. To eye for yeah, an eye. yeah. Um, listen, you're not another episode of uh, ranking Charlemagne. <laughs> babies out with the bathwater or whatever. Um, I am just so excited to see like what our list ultimately look like side by side, like a couple oh, yeah. years down the road. Like, what does it mean? I, I ultimately believe like the top 20 has to be pretty similar. I mean, I don't, I kind of think so. This is the first episode that I've had it in front of me in real time and can kind of look at it and be like, I don't know. Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I would think, I would think at least our top four have to be the same. I think that's a, very uh, intense statement to make. A, you think that's a bold statement? Oh, Julia <laughs> knows something. <laughs> I mean, I know the list. I don't know. I just, I don't know what people. Martha, like. my dear, number two. What? <laughs> that would not. So many happen. people think I'm going to drop wild honey pie in top five. I kind of <laughs> want to anyway. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I think, and this is what I always go back to is like. It's purely subjective, and I don't yeah, dislike any of these songs. They're just of some course. that, like... Of course. And look, I'm looking... My favorite song is, like, we'll get to that way sooner than I think we should. Yeah. Like, <laughs> her favorite song isn't even top 50 for me. But, Jules, if you want to join our pod, you can talk about it whenever you want. <laughs> Hi, this is Julia with Blatto Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Reaching out to the other death men, the other members of Death Cab for Cutie. <laughs> um, Nick, I think we're going to be off the show before you know it. <laughs> been replaced with by Julia and yeah. two other women. I don't know. And, and her and her co- and her cousin who called us out about Rocky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 She's, I listen. She's, she's taking a few social social media snipes at. Uh, oh, she loves it. Our, she yeah. loves it. Yeah, yeah every was, whenever she comes episode. out to one of the shows, I always. Bring, whenever they do port shows, I bring like a backpack cooler and I always keep like a set of koozies in there. And I'm always like, You want the Blado koozie? She's like, Yeah, I do. <laughs> Give it to me. Take a picture. <laughs> so, 168, how do we feel, everybody? Too high, too low, just right? I'd say a little high, but I'm not going to n- nickel and dime it here. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's probably in the wheelhouse. Is this in y'all's list of what you're considering for rankings? That's right. I I don't think I had it at the get go, and and I don't. We, I think we have to go back to it. Like I, I don't know if I said this yet, but um, I think I've said all I can say about this tune this evening. But I also really want to sing this song, so I want to make Scotty do the karaoke track for it. So we may be visiting uh, this tune. Yes, and this would be a great one to do in person. You know, Agreed. like this would be really Agreed. fun, yeah. beer hall style. Yeah, we'll come up yeah. to Boston for well, the holidays that, for a real yes. a real actual winter. And uh, yeah, we'll get all sauced up and sing "Christmas Time Is Here Again." That would be awesome. Right? That would be the best. So we will absolutely do that then. Love it. Um, yeah, I hadn't I hadn't been thinking about that song that much. Like you said, it was um, 
I recently picked up the uh, we did free as a bird, and I got the I hunted down the seven inch of it so that I could have it, and then I realized that Christmas time is is here again. Was on the 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 B side of it, and I I didn't quite realize at the the time. I don't know when I really first heard this tune, so it hadn't really been that much on my radar. I was aware of it, but had never paid much attention. So in my head, it was on the anthology, and it, it's not like on the mm-hmm. the audio releases you know when i went looking for it after we knew we were talking about it, i was surprised it's not on spotify or anything yeah it's like nowhere yeah. yeah what was that bootleg that you you put a thing up on social you were like taping it off of a vinyl record that you had mm-hmm. um i just picked it up a couple weeks ago it's called it's just like file under beetles is what it's called um and it's got uh just various like outtakes and alternate mixes and um, some live stuff and like one of the reasons I bought it I was like oh cool this long ass version of Christmas time is here again I'd like to hear that um, yeah just yeah. once and then never again <laughs> <laughs> and it honestly sounds it almost sounds like it's like a monitor mix like somebody like held up a record like or had a recorder yeah in the control room because you can hear like someone's like clicking drumsticks together and you can hear like bits of like conversation uh, there's some point about 3.15 into it, as it repeats back to Christmas Time is Here Again, you hear a voice go, not the most lyrically challenging thing they've ever done, uh, which I think is pretty amazing. <laughs> it's like they're recording us listening to it. <laughs> they did our podcast years before us. What is... Uh... I, what does John say at the beginning of the song? Like, he says something, right? It, like It's like... Apparently, and I didn't realize, I've always wondered what it was. It, apparently, it's interplanetary remix take 444 oh all right which i yeah, never i thought he said remix in it and i was like yeah oh, i like, always heard remix but i couldn't catch i couldn't catch the se- the first word and for years i couldn't tell what o u t spells out was i was like yeah hold your t spells out. what what the fuck is a t spell i definitely <laughs> thought it was like, a, yeah no idea I thought it was something about drinking tea yeah, yeah i had no clue then it was like oh it's literally <laughs> o u t spells out god i'm so dumb like oh my <laughs> but yeah um so it was just a random bootleg and i'm i'm kind of at that point now in record collecting where i have all the albums and so like now i don't know what to buy when i go to like yeah. a record store so it's like now if there's like a bootleg that looks interesting i'll pick it up you know why, why yeah, not? Yeah. Try i'm out. buying all all the dumb people stuff i see that's yeah that's like where it, i'm yeah. i'm there now so Gets a couple, couple more likes on the Instagram. There's like, no more new Oasis it. albums coming, so I might as well start buying more Beatles product. Uh, <laughs> hold, hold out hope, friend. Hold out hope. Oh, you never it. know when two brothers are going to reconcile. It's true. It's true. You never know. So Thank God there were no brothers in the Beatles. Yeah. Brothers should not be in a band. Having been in a band with my brother <laughs> uh, <laughs> and having had two other brothers in that same band at some point. Um, yeah, it can create challenges for sure. For sure. You were in a uh, like a touring band with your brothers? Yeah. The band you were in before? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My brother yeah. was in. Packard my... was Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you the fourth Hanson brother. It's true. I'm not weird. I'm Beardy Hanson. <laughs> that, that, didn't, that didn't land. Um, no, my brother was, uh, was in my band uh, for, I think, three or four years. And I think because it, you called it your band meant it was never going to work. <laughs> well, so to be fair, I'd started the band with uh, with my partner slash musical partner slash best friend. We started the band together uh, as just a, a duo, and we made a record Then we needed to start playing. Uh, so we brought in my brother on bass, 
and then uh, we had another friend that was playing drums, and then my brother ended up leaving, and then we got our drummer's twin brother in on bass. Whoa. So we went from one set of brothers <laughs> to another set of brothers, uh, and maintained that lineup for like six years. Yeah, there. those brothers worked. All right. Very yeah, they well were together. they were great, they were and, and they they had their. Their weird quirks. Well, let's, I mean, know? let's not get into twins on this. This episode. let's yeah. do another episode and talk about. <laughs> they speak their own weird languages. And, you know, <laughs> it's strange. It's bands strange. with twins. Yeah, I feel like rhythm rhythm section brothers oh, definitely work. It yeah. definitely works. It, it's definitely an advantageous thing. And like, you know, for for me and my brother, like we could like he was like our main backing vocals. Um, so like we sang together really well. It was this very great. It was really good sound together when he would do a harmony over my vocal. Um, and then when we they call that the, they call it the blood harmony. Yeah, you exactly. That? That's like yeah, the Beach Boys. Yeah. 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 Like, like the Wilson brothers. They've got that thing that like only like people with shared genetics can really pull off. Yeah. Um, the Leuven brothers. Yeah. Have that. Mm-hmm. Nelson. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, deep cut, man. Deep cut. Is anyone doing ranking the Nelson? No. <laughs> no. We, we found a hole in the market. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Please no more podcasts. <laughs> this enough well, so uh, I, but do you still do you still talk to your brother? Yes. <laughs> okay. Great. Good. Good. I'm, yeah. You know, it's better than like the the kinks aren't talking. I don't know. They are talking. They are talking. Fair. And no, 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 no. Pre-pandemic, they were talking. They were writing together and recording together with the original Kinks drummer, who is the only wow. other surviving like original member, uh, wow. with the idea of making a new Kinks record, touring was a possibility. Um, but the Christmas before uh, lockdown, pictures surfaced of, of the Davies brothers walking around the neighborhood on Christmas Day, each with like tall boy beer cans in like baggies, just like walking around the neighborhood <laughs> drinking together. I was like, look That's at cute. that, man. How about it? How about it? Um, well, and then also conversely, uh, Noel Gallagher this week announced a best of his solo work collection, uh, which I'm sure I haven't checked Liam's Twitter today, but I'm sure he's got some brilliant comments about it. So he hold, calls him a potato again. That was the best insult yeah. of all time. The potato. Well, I know you guys have to uh, want to tape an, another episode of your own show tonight, so I don't want to keep you all night, though I feel like we could just go for hours. And just oh, for sure. Fun. We have a full beer fridge. We do. <laughs> <laughs> um, fun hanging with your pals. Yeah, <laughs> man. It's always a pleasure. So I do want to, uh, if we can switch gears uh, to some rapid fire questions. How we feel yeah. about that? Okay. All right. I like it. All right. Scotty looks unsure. <laughs> <laughs> Look a little nervous. Like, he doesn't like picking favorites, you know. <laughs> everyone's everyone's a winner in Scotty's book. That's true. Um, well, maybe you'll like this one then. Your favorite holiday song. I'm a big um, little drummer boy fan. Almost by anyone. Ah, uh, I I love that tune. I don't really want to draw. Uh, David Bowie does it with. Um, I forget who he does, classically does it with. Whoever. Um, I, John C. I that version, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that where they mock it. They're yeah. mocking it in that version. Yeah, who is it? Perry Como? I forget who it is. It's Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Thank He's you. doing it with Bing Crosby. It's this eight and, and a half uh, percent. It's great. Group. 
and they write like more words for David Bowie at some point in that because he's he, he felt like he didn't have enough. Like they, <laughs> exactly, they give him. And um, uh, I just go a little drummer boy. I think it's I think it's great. Um, the band Low has a great version of Little Drummer Boy that ended up getting used in a Gap commercial like ten or fifteen years ago. That was really prevalent. Um, Mark Koslick has a, a great Little Drummer Boy version that I really like. Um, so that's we, that's yeah, my jam. I like you Christmas. Shut me, you shut me off on Little Drummer Boy. I just really like it. You know, he. You know, it's so simple. You know, <laughs> pum 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 pum. You know, like. <laughs> It's also Dwight from The Office's favorite, I think. So you oh, guys really? have that in common. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I have no gifts to bring. Pum 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 pum. Like it just is like all I've brought tumble. is this drum. I know you'd rather like a gift card to the Olive Garden, but how about this? I'm gonna start doing I that. feel like in New Orleans you could bring someone a drum line. Like I feel like you can order that. In, well, in I'm gonna Orleans. test that out this Christmas. I'm not buying anyone shit. I'm just showing up with <laughs> a drum and I'm gonna just play a little something for him. Brought this drum. Yeah. Just be like, I just gave you my gifts. Doesn't like hasn't like Kermit Ruffin's been doing that? Like you can just like Venmo him some he money and he'll like show up for like birthdays and stuff and like play for a few minutes. I didn't know that. That's funny. I think so. Yeah. I'll and do then that. like. Also, there's other people that are doing it, like Bella Blue, the, like, uh, burlesque dancer. Burlesque dancer, thank you. Like, she'll do, like, our neighbors, uh, Ken, did it for Jennifer. Or no, Jennifer did it for Ken. Sorry, that makes more sense. Yeah. Our friend Ken, his wife, hired, like, a burlesque dancer to come do, like, a show uh, outside of their house for his birthday last year during the pandemic. That's... <laughs> well, if you Venmo me, I will show up with a drum or a trumpet. Or I will do a burlesque dance in front of your house. <laughs> so just Venmo your boy and I will How much for all three at once? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's only available on my OnlyFans. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's on my fan club flex fan club flexi disc. <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, my favorite version of Jonathan's uh, burlesque is definitely on the flexi disc and not on my not on my fans. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Scotty, favorite favorite holiday song? I'm a big Blue Christmas guy, the Elvis classic. Yeah. Um, I love Motown Christmas album. That's probably my favorite Christmas album as a whole, though. Nice. Um, but Blue Christmas as a kid, that was my jam. Classic, love it. Tommy, how about you? I'm going Christmas, baby, please come home. Mm, are we talking original Christmas. or are we talking U2? I, I, well, I like that Phil Spector one. Okay. You know? Yeah, I like it. Uh, your least favorite holiday song? <laughs> Wonderful Christmas time. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Put him off of the show. Hot take, shots fired. I think it's maybe the entirety, and he does do a little drummer boy in this. So I feel bummer saying it. The entirety of that Bob Dylan uh, Christmas tree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. When I... he, Bob Dylan sings Here Comes Santa Claus, it sounds like a threat. And it... it's, uh, <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's and I can't get, I just can't get behind it. Like, no one was asking for it. And... 
<laughs> Dylan dropped this on us in like I don't know, was it 2007 or it something? Is I was like, what is what is going on? Like, why I still put it, it on every. Why Christmas? is Robert Zimmerman giving us? Oh yeah, it's on all my mixes. Just to make my wife angry. Christmas. <laughs> 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 I feel like he spells Christmas slay S L A Y. Yeah. Like with that voice. It's just so much creepier. Exactly. I know exactly yes. what you mean to that. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Please don't. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, what about you? Oh, we already wonderful Christmas time. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and it's kind of a joke, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> which, uh, bummer. I can't believe that that's true. It's not really true, but there's definitely a, definitely a worse Christmas song than that. But it's it's funny for right now. So yeah, I hate that song, guys. <laughs> I can't think of one I don't like right now. I was just looking at like Christmas songs in a list, trying to pick one I don't like. But uh, there is one off the Motown Christmas set. I think the Supremes are doing where Diana Ross um, talks too much in the beginning to the children. <laughs> It's a little old for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't like the end of that Phil Spector one. I will say that when he's Hello, talking because I just this don't. is Phil Spector. I, it's really yeah, crazy. I, don't, <laughs> I know the I part like you're talking about. about. Knowing, knowing what we know now. I don't like hearing murderers worse. talk that much. Yeah. <laughs> well, his, and like when he comes on, his voice is so like creepy yeah. and nasally. Just, Hello. This is Phil yeah. Spector. I want yeah. to thank you for buying our Christmas album. Like it, it's yeah, it's genuinely it a creepy moment. Yeah, it is yeah. weird. Yeah, for sure. Um, an artist that you wish would make a holiday song or album. Ooh. Damn. Of any time. I, anytime. Uh, anytime at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> Jeez. Um, for uh, it's it's tough because like. If I want a real one, I mean, like, uh, if I wanted a funny one, I'm going to say, like, Metallica. I would, what are they going to give a Christmas record? Like, Guns N' Roses, you know? Have you heard Beatallica? Like, no, Beatles no. covers oh. done like Metallica? <laughs> Hilarious. No. For oh, about wow. five minutes. And then you're like, okay, I got it. Um, but their version of I Saw Her Standing There is Chef's Kiss Brilliant. <laughs> I think I would take, you know, like uh, wanting sort of a modern record to play. Like, I think I would take like a, like a Wilco Christmas record at this oh, point. Oh, that's a great like, one. Like, yeah. Oh, this would be probably something I would pay, play around the holidays. I'd probably buy it on vinyl and I would, I would, I would spin it back to front. I think that's a good pick. That's I'd, I'd also good. play it front to back if, if that's how they wanted me to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> did Deer Tick already do one? Tom? They did. They did I was a Christmas the thing, song. Yeah. They did a yeah, one a Christmas single. That's pretty great. Yeah. I don't know. We're all we're all going Wilco, I think. Oh, Wilco. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. That's a good answer. Wilco around the world. Okay, I'll take it. I like it. Wilco, if you're listening. We know you are. I look at the stats. <laughs> it shows that Wilco's listening from Wilco World World Headquarters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nels Klein, if you're out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, my friends, I feel like we've uh I feel like we've picked the the meat off the bone of Christmas time is here again. Julia made a face when I that said that. That was a terrible <laughs> analogy. I don't like that at all. Sorry. Especially for a vegetarian. <laughs> I feel like we've pulled the fruit off of the yeah. vine of There's nothing left of this Linda McCartney meatball. <laughs> <laughs> My Linda McCartney mac and cheese is empty. I don't know. Uh, oh man. So, with that in mind, friends, uh Tell our listeners, where can they check out Blotto Beatles? 
Uh, you can find everything for Blotto Beatles. You know, I, I would start with wherever you get podcasts. You can find Blotto Beatles on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, everywhere. But you can also find us at BlottoBeatles.com. That's our website. Uh, and then also on all the socials, on Instagram, on Twitter, at Blotto Beatles. We would love if people got in touch with us. That communication is awesome. We've been doing this for a year. It's been a blast. And meeting new people like you guys has been the best part of it. So thank you for having us a second time. Man, um, a pleasure. So it's going to be fun. like Saturday Night Live, like when we're like in the Four Timers Club around here. <laughs> you know, We actually used that on someone. Uh, was it Kyle Malanson? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think we, we were like the Four Timers Club. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the Alec Baldwin of <laughs> We got him the robe. Steve Martin can, yeah. I can't wait till the next time we get together and I'm a guest on Making the Beatles because I'm the new Blotto host. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, going to be a little man. awkward. And her fee is getting way higher, Jonathan, so start yeah. saving well, up those shekels because uh, it's not coming for free this time around. This is true. And, yeah, so. You should know that. Hmm? You should know that. That you're getting more expensive? Yes. You've always been expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have cheap t- uh, taste. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. No. Uh, but yeah, we, we love what you guys are doing, and we've been following along, but we've been sort of a little bit in parallel, but you, you guys are, are killing it. Like, you are yep. finding the perfect blend of guests and friends and Beatles nerds, and, and you're just really bringing the universe together in the way that, like, we thought, like, a show should be done about the Beatles when we started, and our, our hats are off to you guys. So, well, congrats. Thanks, that means a lot. Thank you all oh, so much. So we really... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's Christmas hat is now our Santa, off. Our Santa, His Santa off hat. <laughs> well, thank y'all, and like I said before, it's been so much fun getting to to know you know you guys and uh, become friends with all these Beatles podcasters. It's been you know one of the brightest uh, points of the last year, and uh, there's still so much more to go. So I'm yeah. really excited. Yeah, likewise, to, bud. To continue, I want to do a live this. show in New Orleans. Like um, I don't know where. Where should we? Like at Bud Rips, where that big round table is. I think Bud Rips closed. Look at each other. Did they what? close Bud Rips? Am I wrong? I'm thinking of Johnny yeah. White's. They closed Johnny White's. Call Greg Dooley. Let's get the bar bar. <laughs> Dude, and we just like, get to hang out and Sandra sit together and talk about the Beatles. You know, I think Greg our... Dooley is one of our fantasy guests. I think uh, our bar is closed. Actually, I saw someone post the other day. Like, oh, really? is it opening back up? Really? Wow. So I, think I it's, love that. I've always every yeah. visit to New Orleans, I, I try and head out there. Well, we'll we'll find a place to do it, even if it's. Yeah, uh, yeah there's no shortage of bars yeah. here. Or yeah. <laughs> I guess you guys have some drinking in there, that city, right? Yeah, we're known for that. Well, my friends, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for coming back on Ranking the Beatles. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this was awesome. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so guys. much. We love sure. you guys. All right, gang. We will see y'all later. Um, have a wonderful. Uh, evening and uh talk to you next time cool all right and a Sounds very good. merry christmas <laughs> happy holidays <laughs> and a happy new <laughs> god bless us everyone <laughs> hope you get what you want for christmas <laughs> the blotto beetles everybody always an absolute pleasure to hang with our pod pals my face hurts from laughing yeah that's a good feeling though I it enjoy is it. i'm not mad about it yeah if, ha- if my face has to hurt i'd prefer it to be from laughing yeah and that's kind of like what you want out of the holidays you want your face to smile to hurt from smiling so much and being happy and that's fair having that joyous feeling that joyous holiday cheer that's fair yeah so friends what do you think 168 christmas time is here again is it too high is it too low 
or is it just like Baby Bear's Porridge? Is it just right? Am I crazy for putting this song there? I may be. I don't know. But you can let us know on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, all the comment sections. Julia, where can they find us on Facebook? Ranking the Beatles. Where can they find us on Instagram? Ranking the Beatles. Where can they find us on Twitter? At Ranking Beatles. That's right. So make sure you're following us on all the socials and uh, let us know what you think. We would love to know your thoughts on this Christmas jam. Uh, so until next time, that's all we got for this week. I think we're good. Um, yeah, so until next time, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Julia. And this is Ranking the Beatles. Adios. Bye, y'all. Ho, ho, ho.